the Empire Boxing Podcast, an Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome to the Empire Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Jana. This is our first episode, our first episode of our podcast. We're super excited. And we have one of my favorite up-and-coming professional boxers on the show. He's a local British Columbian legend with a, a record of 4-0. He's got two knockouts, so packs a little punch here. And uh, a wicked amateur record, sitting at, I think, 30-1. And, and one. And if you include his kickboxing record, that's 40-1. That's and one. So... The guy's a legend, very talented boxer, and uh, welcome to the show, Bunny Beasla. Thank you, Jana. I'm, I'm happy to be here and uh, excited again that everything's rolling again and everything's back to normal. Yeah, it feels good to come down from, uh, let's just call it a massive hiatus. Yeah, it's uh, like whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> that's the way to put it. Um, Act normal. And Benit was you, you fought on our last event too. And uh, what was that like for you? Kind of just, you know, another one kind of on the topic of like not having a crowd did you find it more or less stressful what was that like for you not really but uh it did feel like it uh without the crowd like i'm, I'm one of those that i feed off the energy you know what i mean like yeah. when i see the crowd there i'm uh, i get i get hyped i get pumped and uh having no crowd it was like felt like it was, I was like it was just a training session in the gym you know like it, it didn't feel like until i got in there i was like okay shit i'm fighting yeah right and uh Again, like not being in the ring for two years, uh, going into that one, um, a little bit of ring rust, but uh, as as the fight went on, it was it shook it off and uh, kept going. Wicked, mm -hmm. yeah, and and what a fight it was! If you haven't seen it, um, you can actually access that fight <coughs> on our website. Um, so first things first, how you doing? It's Sunday, May first. Good. I mean, like like you said earlier, uh, this year's flying by. Yeah, uh, it's going by quick, and uh, I'm just excited. I want to see what we can get going. At least two, three, three at least. Three yeah. fights at least Excellent. this year. So, uh, yeah, let's see, see what we can do. Well, that makes all of us. We're, we're excited there. Now, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, I think everyone wants to know the inner workings, the deep stories, the past, yeah. the present, the future from Mr. Beesla. Um, but let's start at the beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about how you were introduced to boxing. Um, basically, uh, like I, I started Taekwondo at the age of four and uh, kept going on from there. Um, main thing was going into kickboxing at a young age we couldn't fight kickboxing there was no one at that age and that skill level to uh compete so and bc athletic commission was just coming in then and uh basically if you were under 18 you weren't allowed to fight kickboxing so um so you got a fake id no uh i went over <laughs> to boxing i did a crossover i went over to boxing um and uh, our coach at the time at our gym was jerry virasami and uh like learned a lot from him and uh yeah crossover to boxing and when i was about 11 i had my first ring fight mm. and just went on from there now did you um how was the transition <clears throat> from kickboxing to boxing was it fairly smooth for you did you find that the disciplines there was a you know a learning curve uh it was actually fairly smooth for me yeah. because i was training both and then i just i made the switch over nice so it, it, actually my first fight was a little hard um, you do see my leg come up a little bit. <laughs> Your couple times, like, not yeah. today. A <laughs> couple of times my leg was coming up, but uh, because of the boxing shoes, it was, uh, I was like, okay, I'm in a boxing fight. Right. So, oh, right. Because so, uh, yeah. being barefoot would have given you the trigger mm -hmm. otherwise. Oh, yeah, okay. definitely. Interesting. I think I would have kicked then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have been, uh, been a highlight reel for <laughs> sure. Um, have you ever kicked anyone in sparring since? Uh, no. In boxing sparring, no. Good. No, <laughs> That's no. good for them. Um, and then 
talk to us a little bit about your your family background. Is is everyone in in the Benny Beasley family? Are they all athletic? Like, what's the? Yes, they are. Okay. Um, Long legacy of athletes. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, well, actually, in the Beasley family, a lot of the family is doctors. Okay. So uh, my grandpa's brothers were all highly educated, um, and uh, my dad's cousins are all doctors. We're the only ones that are the fighters, but uh, it's it's in our blood. Like, mm. uh, fighting is in our blood. And uh, my great-grandfather, he was a general and a doctor in the army. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean... So I think, there's some warrior blood. Yeah. It runs deep. Yeah, yeah it runs deep. So fighting... Family. Yeah, fighting runs deep. So, um, like, uh, we, I think I was born into it. Like, it was, you know, my dad was doing it. And right. uh, he, with business, he didn't pursue it right. as much. But now uh, I'm here to do that. So. Were there any... Um, <laughs> was there any opinions from the doctor's side of, of the family about you guys uh, being fighters? Were they like, hey, we don't want to see you in our office or what? No. Uh, I, I think they're proud now. Yeah. Uh, they definitely they love it. They enjoy it. And uh, I mean, yeah, we didn't go to school much, but uh, right. we're chasing our dreams, right? So. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose like your family's really there to have your back yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, right? definitely. They're your tribe. They are, they are yeah. Um, outside of boxing, what kind of things, um, and kickboxing, I suppose, what kind of things were you into as a child? Uh, what did you grow up doing for hobbies? Not much. I was always in the gym. Yeah. Always okay. in the gym. Uh, like I grew up in the gym, so didn't do much. Uh, played outside. Yes. A little bit mm -hmm. here and there, but mainly we were in the gym. Right. And but we found out earlier a favorite cereal yeah. was Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which I completely applaud. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, cool. And was there anyone uh, either in your family or outside of your family that influenced you the most as, as a young man growing up in, in the gym as a, as a fighter with, with dreams and ambitions? Was there a particular figure or, or a couple figures? Oh, uh, yes. One was actually my grandma. Um, Tell us she, about grandma. Yeah, she she passed away in uh, 2019, mm. but uh, she was very supportive always. And uh, I mean, a lot of people, even my mom, sometimes at my own fights, she she can't watch. Right. But my grandma sat there at one of my fights. I think it was in 2017, and she just watched. She's like, "This is what he's gonna do, right? So mm. we gotta support it, and we're not gonna be scared or nothing about it." So she was always supportive about uh, fighting, and she was always my motivator. She went through a few ups and downs herself mm. and uh, just watching how strong she was it, uh, it gives me the motivation as well right so mm. do we have any like um do you have any cherished grandma quotes or anything that any uh, words of advice that she gave you or wisdom that you hold on to lots there's lots like i, I can't pick which what are the best but, but like in those moments it's her voice yeah, going through yeah, your head definitely yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. So that was one mm. was there another one um I think my grandma sticks out the most. Amazing. And uh, obviously my dad and my mom as well, right? They play a big role in that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the main, definitely my grandma. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, my, my grandma was a really important figure in mm -hmm. my life as well. Um, now, we had this epic hype reel that came out for uh, for you for the last fight. Um, and there was a lot going on in kind of like your cultural background at the time that you stood behind and, and kind of rallied with coming into the fight. Talk about talk about how your values um, and your cultural background play into um, your warrior spirit as an athlete and, and kind of where you want to take that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look into our history, Sikhism, right? It's it's all about being a warrior, right? We we fight for our rights, we stand for our rights, and then again, uh, the last two years, that's that's what was happening in India, right? Uh, farmers were protesting for their rights. Mm -hmm. uh, simple laws were being taken away from them, and uh, I mean, they won now. 
uh, it's good to know that they won and uh, that, you know, finally the Indian government is looking at that and saying, you know, they're not going to go up without a fight. And uh, other than that, I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's, in our, it's in our blood. It's like we stand for our rights mm. and uh, we don't give up for that, right? Like it's simple. Like you can watch so many videos on it. You can watch so much. You can read up on it. It's just, it's there. It's throughout history. It's always mm. been like that where our people, Sikhism, Punjabi people, they don't, they don't give up. They stand for the right. And uh, if, if, if someone's wrong, mm. they'll definitely stand against that as well. And is that important to you as, as an athlete, is having a, a voice? Uh, yes, it is. I mean, it, uh, right now, obviously, we're still building. But as, 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 it, as we get bigger, um, it's, it's good to be a voice as well mm-hmm. for your culture and for your people. Because uh, at the end of the day, if no one's hearing about it, mm-hmm. right, how is anyone else going to know about it? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important to have a voice. And... Uh, especially educate people mm-hmm. outside of the country as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're in India, someone's got to do it so it gets out and right. everyone everyone notices about it, so. And is that uh, is that something, you know, coming into a professional boxing stage and, you know, following your dreams and getting bigger, is that something you intend to, to continue with, is having a voice and, and speaking up for your people's rights and what's happening in your... You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, if, any, if there is wrongdoing happening, mm-hmm. uh, I will always try my best to be out there and you know try to get more awareness towards it yeah and uh yeah it's like that's it's always so crazy to me when people can can watch things unfolding around them and, and not get fired up and not use the platforms mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have but Definitely, yeah. i think we've also come into an interesting time where platforms are also being you know kind of abused and people are mm-hmm. um people are abusing each other for speaking out now too so it's, i think it's interesting that to have a you know, a vision and a goal and, and be confident to speak on behalf of what you believe yeah. in, especially in these times. It gets more definitely, and more challenging, right? Yeah. Um, cool. So more about you. Um, you know, you've been in the gym since you were a kid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. school was maybe secondary, <laughs> uh, but sports yeah. was first. So what motivates you? Like how, what, how do you wake up every day, not have cinnamon toast crunch anymore? I'm guessing. And then you know get I, in the gym. I still have some. Yeah, okay, cool. I was, there, I was there, fishing there. I for that. I, I still like, have it here and there. Excellent. Um, uh, the uh, captain's pr- he's proud. <laughs> yeah. So what but, motivates uh, you? Talk to us about like what is that like for you? Is there a, a, a large you know mental component? Do you, you visualize, meditate? What what is the path that that creates your commitment? What motivates me is that like now I know I've I've spent so much time, I've sacrificed so much time, I've sacrificed people's weddings, um, like family events, things like that. I've sacrificed a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, for, like, I, I didn't go to school. Like, I, I obviously did high school, but I, mm-hmm. I dropped out of college and university. I didn't go because I was just like, why am I sitting here? You know, mm-hmm. I'm in the classroom and I'm like, I don't need to be here right now, right? Like, this is not what I want. So, I like, people, my friends and family around me that have gone to school, they're graduating now. They've got degrees and diplomas and the stat. So, for me, it's like, I went this way. This is my route now. Mm. You know, I, I'm not gonna change up on anyone. I'm not gonna let anyone down. You mm. know, this is the way I'm going, and uh, it, every day, like that's what keeps me going. Is that uh, there's no other plan B. Sacrifice like, this and is it. This, this is, is plan it. A. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. ever have doubt? Is there ever a creeping doubt that comes no, in? No, no, never. Never. No, never. Amazing, amazing. Because I think that 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 is definitely an indication that you're on your path. And yeah, yeah. I think yeah. sacrifice is a really important word. There is this idea that you know. You spent it. The money's gone. Yeah. I spent yeah. it. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, and I'm, exactly. I'm going yeah, down yeah, with the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, amazing. Sure. Okay, cool. Now, within that journey, 
what are some of the hard lessons that you've learned? Um, I mean, there's ups and downs, right? Do you yeah. have off days and on days, you know, your good days and bad days, but you just got to keep at it. So even on those off days, you don't ever have a doubt in your mind that you're on your path. And I think that mental toughness is huge. Were you, and and do you find that that you, you, were you born with this sort of this, you know, unbending mental drive? Yeah, I think I was born with it. Like I, I don't, I don't think I was ever mentally weak. Like I was always strong-minded no do you train your mind like you train your body do you take practice in any um you know meditational techniques or visualization mm. anything like that a little bit not too much though okay not too much yeah what kind of what kind of meditation do you do uh honestly not much if i'm taking an ice bath right like i'll make sure it's very cold i won't do no like i know people they'll take a cold shower before just to i'll just jump right in yeah and uh, it'll this be, this sounds like kind of a an, it'll an, be cold an, yeah like analogy of you, you know, yeah like okay just jumps right the in. breathing techniques i guess so okay yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just and and do you run through um, your like? Do you run through before you're sparring? Do you run through it in your mind? Do you run through your fight in your mind? Do you play it out, or you just kind of go in there and once the first punch is thrown, and it's just work time? Yeah, yeah, like that. It's it's you can't really. I mean, yes, you do visualize yeah. as much as you can, but you're not gonna really find out until you're in there, right? Yeah. You don't know what's happening. Like you can watch a video on someone, on an opponent, mm-hmm. and oh, you're gonna pick on that the whole time. Mm-hmm. But what if it changed? You know, yeah. they're not gonna come in like that. You know, what if it's their off day that day, and then you're you're just looking at that. Totally. Right. So. Do you find that that I mean, do you find that that can be a bit of a slippery slope? Like you you spend so much time you know learning about an opponent or making your mind up about what it's gonna be like, and then they come in and surprise you completely. Or how much how much time do you and your coaching team spend on studying your opponents? To be honest, I only watch my opponent once. Wicked. Okay. I'll, I'll never, I'll never keep watching. Uh, I watch them once. That's for my dad and my coaches to do that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for me, it's I just watch him once, see what he really likes doing, and then that's about it. I'm, I'm alright with. Uh, like I, like I said, I really don't care. Yeah. Right about, you know, how he's gonna come or how. It's, yeah, it's for the people coaches. change. People yeah, change, right? Sure. So. Um, and he's also training to adapt to you. Oh, definitely. So, definitely I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Hopefully he's changing. Hopefully yeah. there's a strategy that's that's going to be adapted to, sure, to your style sure. yeah, yeah, from yeah. his coaching team. Um, now, great segue into coaches. Um, <coughs> talk to us a bit about, you know, your your relationship with your coaches. Um, how did that evolve? You know, are you guys like family? Is it is it kind of, um, you know, is, there, is it lighthearted? Is it super serious in the gym with you guys? What What's the coaching relationship um, like? So, yeah, like uh, I started uh, in Taekwondo at the age of four. Mm-hmm. And that, that was under Richard Kim. So I call him Master Kim. And that's at John Kim Martial Arts. And uh, he's been with me since day one. Like mm. I, they, my dad was under their father, Grand Master Kim. So we've been like family. Mm. And um, basically, like yes, I stopped doing Taekwondo when I started fighting boxing. 12, 11, but uh, he was always there. He's always in my corner. You'll see a Korean guy yelling. That's yeah. him, right? He's always there. And uh, he's like a brother for my dad. Yeah. So both of them, like, without them, I don't think I'll, I'll fight, right? Like, I got to have them Okay, in my I got to keep my eyes peeled for Master Kim. Yeah. Losing yeah. it in the corner <laughs> he's, next He's fight. always there. <laughs> like it. Okay, yeah. cool. And then what's that like having your, your dad in your coaching team? Uh, I mean, for me, it's like... Uh, with him, it's it's, I guess it's for it gets hard for him. Obviously, okay. I'm his son, and you know he, he's yeah. he's there, but um, he's uh, he's hard headed. Yeah, he, 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 he gives me tough love. Don't but, hold uh, back on us, I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not someone that likes to be you know 
pampered and this that mm. i like i like that like i'm, I'm i don't want to be oh you're this you're that you're that he'll never give me that either yeah. you know he's always like it's whatever's wrong he'll let me know right away and he'll be honest with it like he'll throw it in my face you know right. what i mean i'm like all right no problem right but uh i guess that's what keeps me mm. going right that's what keeps me level-headed as well so with him it's like um yes he's my dad but he's also my coach you know right. what i mean so with him it's you never know when you're going to train. You might be training at home, right? Wow. You might be training at home. He might ask you to do something at home. So, so. he's like, Benny, pop quiz. Put your, put your wraps on. We're in the kitchen <laughs> in five. No, not okay. like that. Not, like that. <laughs> not, not that, actually. Okay. We'd, we'd go to the gym then if it's something like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, he's 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 wicked. But uh, like I said, he's still my coach. Yeah. As well as my father. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unique. It's a unique situation. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, but it's not unique to boxing, actually. You know, there's there's oh, quite yeah. a few oh, definitely. You see all, son lot of the dynamics. A lot yeah. of the champions are like that, right? So uh, I mean, yeah. And then uh, I think uh, Floyd Mayweather Senior says it like, if you leave your, I forgot what he said to one of the Vargas brothers, but he's like, yeah. you're not gonna be a champion without your daddy. Yeah. Right? So, well, interesting. And then there's yeah. like you know, so there's that relationship, and then there's what we saw, kind of like the Sean Porter and his dad's relationship yeah. on the, you know, when he retired, and there was just that kind of awkward moment. I'm like, oh, I wonder what, I wonder what the car ride home's gonna be like yeah. for these two. Yeah, yeah, it, it reminds me of the movie King Richard. Did you see it? About the, I haven't the seen that yet. No, no, okay. I haven't seen that yet. Without spoiler alerts, there's this scene in the movie where yeah. they're in the the van and the girls are talking about their tennis and they're, you know, they're talking to the opponents and they're. They're kind of like, you know, basically celebrating like a, a creaming of one of their opponents. And the dad, you know, he, Will Smith just loses it. And he shuts down the conversation about sport. And he's like, we talk about tennis when we play tennis. We don't talk about tennis at home, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I always wonder, like, in your home, after training, you know, you guys packed it in. You're sitting around the dinner table. Are you talking about boxing? Oh, yeah. All the time. And is it More, your boxing or are you talking about boxing as an overarching? Overall, in general, like it'll be my boxing. It'll be some of the guys from the gym. It'll be, you know, if we're watching fights. Like we're literally, we only come home to eat yeah. and go to sleep. So you eat, sleep, breathe, train, Yeah, and then we're, we, yeah, we're at the gym. Yeah. Like we're at the gym from yeah. more, half of our day is at the gym. We're teaching classes and things like that. So our, our mind is always towards training. Yeah. Right. And, uh. Yeah, like a lot of my family, a lot of my cousins don't like coming over to my house because that's all that's going on is, is fighting, right? Like that's yeah. all in our head. Like we yeah. don't care about nothing else. And so. do you ever feel the need that you, you know, you have to, like you want to turn off from it? You need a mental break? Like when you, like do you go on vacation? Do you do you turn off sometimes? Or is it, is this kind of like your, your how you operate at your, your prime? Even when we like, we do go on vacation, we're still training. <laughs> Somehow we're still training. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. like with me, uh, my dad's the same way. We can't sit still. Like, I, right. I, if I miss a day of training, I'm like, I'm not feeling good. Like, I'll, I'll be pissed off the whole day. So it affects your, so, even your mood. And your, oh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, with us, we even my dad, these guys went to uh, California for a wedding. Mm. Every day he was in the gym. And he's right. like, honestly, like, he's like, it uh, helped me as well. Uh, yeah. It's just being there. He's like, training. He's like, I don't want to miss a day. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I don't like missing a day. So how different is your at-home, you know, workout in the gym to a vacation workout in the gym? Like, are you, are you, are you still doing your shadow boxing, your jump rope, or do you have an S&C program that you follow? Do you have an on-season, off-season? What does that um, look like? Not really no on-season or off-season. Like, we're, we're always training. Mm-hmm. We're always in the gym. It's just when we're, we've got a fight coming up or anyone's fighting, then that's 
just time to tweak it up. So mm-hmm. I usually start about seven weeks before the fight. And then you start when like with your S and C. Do you start primarily kind of with like strength building as uh, your first phase? And no, not really. Mm. We everything together. Okay. So it'll be everything together. Like it, uh, you know, um, it's a good mix. I like it the way it's been working for us. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, I like it that way, and like I said, we're, we're always training. All our guys are always training. We're always in the gym no matter what, and then when it's time to fight, about I, I go about seven weeks before. Right. I'll start really pushing it and start watching what I eat. No more cinnamon toast crunch. Ah, and, uh, yeah, we'll go at that. But, uh, like I said, for vacations, um, training is obviously different. Yeah. You won't, sometimes you won't even have a gym. You'll be outside somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, shadow boxing and running, mm-hmm. and then body weight workouts, like, push-ups and burpees and cool. things like that so we're still in shape you know when you come back you're yeah. not completely like like you've lost Just keeping it. that aerobic yeah. base up yeah. and that Definitely. you know lactic capacity you're yeah. pretty soon you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna be so famous you can't do workouts on the beach anymore. <laughs> it's gonna be cell phones out yeah. people are gonna be like is that is that Benny Bila? <laughs> um fantasy match between you and another boxer Obviously, from oh, from the past? Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to do current, too, so hold on. Hold on your horses here. Okay, so from the past, it would be... That's a tough one. There's so many. Um, probably Andre Ward. Okay, why? Andre Ward. I feel like his style is similar to mine as well. Um, he's a technical boxer. He's smart hit and don't get hit. That's his game. And uh, he went out undefeated. So, like, it, if I could get that... Um, I would, I would definitely try to. You know, that, that's a fantasy matchup for sure. Okay, wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, current boxer. You had that one. I felt it. Current, obviously, Canelo. Really? Obviously oh, that's Canelo, not what I expected. Like, okay. Obviously, Canelo. Um, I see that like a lot of people, a lot of guys that fight Canelo, mm. uh, they're always moving backwards. I was just gonna always ask you what your strategy yeah. would be against. So Canelo. I would, I would just if I like if I have a full, I to go like three month training camp. I would just bulk up. And just walk him down. Now, who would you spar for your second. fight with Canelo? Uh, would I spar? I'd bring in some heavyweights and this, that. Like, right. you, yeah, you have to. He's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Right? He's a heavy hitter. He's short, stocky, but he's a heavy hitter. So it would have to be someone short and stocky as well. Um, I, don't know, I don't know anyone that size, though. So. What do you think about yeah. um, Ryan Garcia leaving the Reynoso camp? Uh, I don't even know why it was. It was because he he wasn't getting enough time or something like that. Know. But like, whatever yeah. it is, he's I don't know. He's uh he's more of like a social media fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not he's not all in there. I think that's what Canelo said. He's like he's he's got talent, but he's not he's, all in. Yeah, he's not all in, and he's he's just not focused. His cousins want to yeah. come over for dinner, and because they know they're not talking about boxing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, okay, so if you could make a fantasy match that you were not fighting two boxers from past and present who would it be uh yeah past mm. uh definitely andre ward present uh canelo so you'd match those two yeah and then you would um you would want to what would you want to do corner one of them or uh you'd want to just watch or, uh, actually i don't, don't watch you just want to sit next watch. to Eddie yeah. and watch cool yeah um wicked so give us a give us like your like if you were to talk to you know yourself as a young guy in the gym, you know, fresh from his Taekwondo, keen to start kickboxing, mm-hmm. told he can't do it. Looking at where you are now and where you've come from and all the sacrifices you've made, all the experiences you've had. Yeah. What would you say to your younger self? Uh, that's a good one. Um, I would, uh, I mean, I would tell him, keep going, you're, you're on the right path. Um, 
COVID's gonna hit, so mm. watch out for that, right? Don't don't let it get to you. Heads but up. Uh, yeah, keep heads up for that. <laughs> Just so you know. Right? Leave if that yeah. comes to leave. Don't stay in Canada. Don't stay in BC. Leave. Go to the states for a bit. Yeah. And try to get as many fights as you can out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. There's not not much to say. I would. Just, same thing. Like I, I think I, younger my younger self. I think I did a, a good, uh, a good lead up to what I where I'm at. Like mm-hmm. I, I set myself up good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that focus is pretty obvious. Um, now let's let's unpack the COVID box a little bit. How did that? How did that impact you? Um, I, like, when did you have that moment where, like, you know, your heart sunk and you're like, oh, oh, this thing's going to be here for a bit. And what am I going to do? Yeah. So uh, I think it's is, uh, March, that spring break. That's when they're like, OK, it's going to be a lockdown. And then I think April, April of what? That's 2020. Yeah. April 2020. That's when it was like full on. No one was on the streets. Like I was when everyone's home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, it won't last that long. April goes. June uh, comes and then they do a little opening, slight opening, and bam, they're like, no, mm-hmm. close again. So uh, that was 2020, I think it was September after school opened up again or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I was like, these guys are going to carry it on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to keep going. They'll open and close, open and close. And then that was when it was basically closed for a while. And uh, I was like, man, like, this, this sucks, right? Like, from... No, no one can put on fights, mm-hmm. right? No one, like, no one's gonna take the risk, and that—that's why I give props to you guys, Empire, that did it in 2020. That was last year, where obviously you guys had to go through so much. Like, uh, I can't even imagine what you guys had to go Gray through. Gray hairs were the, were grown and yeah, like nails uh, were um, bitten. Like all the sanitizing and cleaning just for that, all the rules and regulations yeah. you guys had I to go through. I didn't have to shower for a week with all uh, the hands <laughs> flying around with me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, like with that. 2020 was weird it was like it wasn't I mean, we were all still training too but it was like for what like right. there's nothing happening right now what did right? um did your team sit down at a point and like ha- hash out like a covid training plan was or was it just kind of day by day uh we did we actually like so the fighters um there was about 12 of us we basically sp- just because we were like we were worried about people coming in to check mm. and uh, at that time this was like prime covid so this is april 2020 to let's say june yeah um we didn't want to sit around obviously we would all been chunky right just mm. sitting there eating what we Same were, we were eating, like not even we were eating steaks <laughs> and this that and it was like um we we're enjoying it it was a good off time but uh at the same time we're like what the hell like what, yeah. why right yeah. and um then uh so we split it up we had like there was six of us that would go in earlier six of us go to after mm. and uh, just keep training like that every day and um yeah, other than that, it was like, it was weird. It was a weird time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I glad, I'm glad everyone went through it and uh, we, you know, we conquered it because uh, this is like, something like this happens again. It's, I'm leaving, man. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sticking around in mm-hmm. Canada because uh, we didn't handle it that well. It's really tougher. It's really tough for athletes too. I mean, like, I think there's a general sense that, you know, we have this mastery over our bodies and a mastery over our lifestyles. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're kind of not in control or in, in charge anymore. You're not calling the shots. And and I think that's that's really hard from not just a physical perspective, but the impact of like the mental on the physical. Definitely. And like even even while we were training for that, that last fight here uh, last year, April mm-hmm. to 2021, um, it was hard. We couldn't bring anyone in because they're like, oh, like they were very weird about, 
people coming in, even training for us, gyms and stuff too. There was yeah. like, you got to keep masks on. You can't have this many people and, and six feet distance. Essence, and like, like we're like, yeah. it, you know, we got through it, but it was, uh, yeah, don't want to go through that again. Yeah. Like it, it, it was not, uh, not a fun experience, but. Uh, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. It now, is what it is. You're, you're the main event for yeah. our next show. Yeah. What kind uh, of a statement are you hoping to make? Honestly, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens. Um, obviously, I want to look for a stoppage, right? Mm. But I want to get in some rounds too. I mm. always like any of my fights. I want to get in rounds because it's just is that experience. for you? Is that for the fans? Is that for both? for me? For me, that's for me because uh, it's just experience, right? Mm. It's it's more to look at. You know what I got to work on. I'm I'm very hard on myself. I'm never looking at oh the positive things. I'm look always looking at what I can find to improve, right? Because uh, that's the only way you're gonna move on. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not. If you're looking at the good things all the time, you're not even looking at the bad. You know, like what you did wrong. Um, you're not gonna improve that way. So I'm always looking. I'm always hard on myself. Uh, my dad's hard on me as well. And uh, yeah, we're always looking at you know what improvements I need to make. So that's why I feel like if I get in some more rounds, um, I'm definitely I got I got more footage to look at mm-hmm. and what I can do better for the next time. Right. Mm. Um, now, let's. Let's talk about that. That's that knockout from uh, last yeah. fight. Gently and gingerly. <laughs> I was I was standing ringside. I was doing some some social media stuff and there was a point where I remember going back to uh Anna who was in in production and mm-hmm. just being like I, I don't think I should post this yet. He hasn't gotten up yet. Yeah, I think he took uh 5 to 7 minutes yeah. to get up. Yeah. And that was one of the most grisly knockouts yeah. of the night um yeah. and and i mean that that fight like walk us through that until that moment because um, i was holding my breath I, and that, that five minutes felt like 15 you so know? yeah um uh, he, he was a very well experienced opponent like i said uh, and he was aggressive a lot of, a lot of people didn't know a lot of people thought okay he just he has some i i found out i did a little bit of digging he had some experience in europe Okay. And uh, then obviously in back east, a lot of amateur there too. Mm. So he's experienced. I and uh, the Jimmy comes from as well. He was he was tough. So a lot of good, well seasoned pros there. And uh, I I knew he would have been technical. So that's what I, I, my approach was. Okay, he's southpaw. He's gonna be technical. So it'll be a good boxing match. And as uh, soon as I got in, he just rushed me. I was going to say, because like, it did not unfold that way. For- yeah. He and it was smart because. Uh, I, that game plan was smart because it, it did overwhelm me a little bit. And as well as the ring rust from not right. being in the ring for two years. So you were kind of expecting him to come in there. You, yeah. you guys are going to be yeah. moving around, yeah. throwing some just, jabs, you know, measuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he comes out like a bat out of hell. Me. So yeah. I was like, okay, it's, it's going to be a dog fight then. Yeah, right? it, so, it heated up quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're, you know, uh, sometimes it happens. Like sometimes where you're, you got to just throw everything out the window you gotta fight yeah and then how do you make like you were really calm you were really calm you managed him very well for the first couple rounds was that were you are you kind of talking to yourself in the ring just kind of going okay you know yeah a little bit angle manage what is that like a little bit yeah i was um i was over committing a lot with my right hand i remember in the beginning and then when i came i think it was after the second round i came back and i was like let go of the right hand use your left hand Mm-hmm. Right, use the left hand. I I did hurt him a lot. I hurt him, I think, in the second round. I hurt him in the third round. Like I said, if the crowd was there, the audience was there, I think I would have finished it mm. earlier. But uh, 
Like, I had no care. Like, it was like, I heard him and I was like, I don't know if he's hurt or that's just the way he is. Yeah. So I just I left it at that. But then I remember um, going into the fourth round, uh, like I told my brother, I told a lot of the guys from the gym, I was like, this one, I, it's going to be a stoppage. Right? Yeah. It's going to be a stoppage. And I think even Dan uh, called it out. He's like, one minute, right, in the last round. So that's when I was like, okay, it's a minute left. I got to finish it now. Yeah. Right? And... uh I literally, we clinched up or something. And you see me in that footage too. Is I'm very like, just relaxed. Yeah. And then uh, I basically walk away from the ref, turn around and I put on an act. Like yeah. I'm tired. And that's what I wanted him. I wanted to come in and I was like, I'm tired, man. Come so in. that was intentional. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to play. You got to. Little gamesmanship. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. You have to, right? You got to. You gotta, because you also know his, his energy was out of control. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he, he was throwing himself he, at oh, you. Oh, definitely. And he did. And that's when I caught him, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to bait him in, bait him in and boom. So how do you know, how, when, is there a moment that you know that that gamesmanship worked? Like you can see him recognize and register what you're, the message you're trying to send him and you just know he bought, like, or he bit down on that? It, I it, know he would because I, 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 a couple people said, okay, it's the last minute. Like it's coming down the last. And like I said, yeah. there's no crowd. So you can hear crystal clear. Like I can yeah. hear the instructions he's getting. He can hear the instructions I'm getting, right? So, uh, yeah, he basically, like, I, I turned the corner. I'm like, okay, he's going to come in. I already know he's going to run in, mm. right? That's fine. I'm mm. uh, just going to get my take my, you know, step back, get some space, and I'll be fine. And yeah. uh, then that, that's, like like I said, my dad's like, put the right hand away for a bit. Use yeah. the jab. Use your left hook. Use the jab. And that's what I did the third and fourth round. And, uh, yeah, so he, he wasn't expecting the right hands. He's expecting, okay, he's throwing a lot of lefts now. Mm -hmm. He's using his left hand. And that's when I hit it. I hit it, I hit it, and then came in and obviously I used the left I set him up with that boom mm -hmm. as soon as my right hand touched it was, mm -hmm. it was over so and then and yeah and then we had that that insane knockout um, yeah and that uh, was yeah I mean there was a moment there we were all kind of concerned I actually was too myself yeah. and uh, I looked over to my dad and I was like sitting there with his hands on his head he's like yeah uh, and I was like but you, uh, but you managed that super well. Like your your sportsmanship was, you know, ten out of ten. You went to your corner. You were super respectful. Oh, yeah. No, I even went over and checked on him twice yeah. as well. Yeah. And the first time I checked, I was like, oh. But then uh, after two minutes, I checked again just to make sure, and he was okay. Then that's when he was responding and everything. So yeah, I was good. I was good too here, and he was um, he was okay. I talked to him back backstage as well. Yeah. I think he did go to the hospital. After, yeah, I think I think they. But uh, he was all right. He was he he was okay. And, uh, like I said, props to him. He brought a tough fight. You mm. know. Um, no, he brought dog. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. He he did, and uh, it was it was it was a little bit of it was uncomfortable, right? Yeah. How close he was to me. Mm. But uh, like I said, like I think if it was technical fight, it wouldn't have gone that well for him. It wouldn't have lasted that long. So that approach he took was smart on their behalf. Mm. But. Uh, I mean, I can I can always adapt to it. That's interesting because I think for for a lot of you know maybe the fans and people that don't know they they haven't done their research they haven't dug into the opponents they're just mm -hmm. they're just watching the fight unfold in front of them real yeah. time and they're expecting you know they see his style coming in as that's his style and mm -hmm. everyone was just like oh my god this is gonna get hot quick yeah yeah, um, yeah. but you know it's interesting to hear that from you that. Mm -hmm that's actually not what you were expecting. And that's yeah. actually not the style that you've known him to have. And yeah, that was a right, game plan. Right, yeah, and yeah. I think that this is, that's cool because there's, um, 
there's a, a, a such a there's so many deep layers to the sport that people don't know sometimes mm-hmm. as fans like how much actual chess is being played yeah, yeah how yeah, much yeah. um you know manipulation is is happening from um even as something as as microcosmic as like a faint yeah to yeah, yeah, yeah. uh pretending you're tired after after a round or after yeah. a clinch break or something to bait yeah. the opponent to yeah. overcommit yeah, yeah. there's Definitely. so many layers to so that. many and like with him he's a southpaw too yeah. So uh, that makes like when you're in a kickboxing fight with a southpaw, it doesn't matter because you're kicking and yeah. you don't need to take that. But when you're in a boxing match with a southpaw, it gets ugly sometimes. Like it's, you know. And there's a greater risk of, you know, clash of heads. Yeah. And heads and this, that, your feet, your feet legs tripping. get tangled. Yeah. Like I, we tripped a couple times. Yeah. Right. Like he would come in so deep and I was like, I was on the outside. Yeah. But uh, like, like my back leg would just get caught with his front leg. Like yeah. it was, you know, so. What kind of fighters give you the most trouble? Like, what, who, who are you most, uh, when you get in with someone, what, what's, you're like, oh no. <laughs> what kind of fighters? What styles? I've never been like that. I've never been yeah. like, oh no. It's like, I, I find out right away from the first round, like, okay, if it's going to be a technical fight or it's going to be a dog fight. Right. right. And uh, I'm pretty good at uh, switching it up quick. Like, I'm pretty good at, okay, if it's not going to be technical, let's, like, we're going to have to fight. And that's right. the difference, I think, with like, uh, you know, at, athletes in combat sports at a high level the processing rate mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so it has to be so high you're yeah, processing yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know too. the speed of and the the, the data download of your opponent yeah. as you're moving with them real time you're you're having predictions without over committing to an expectation mm-hmm. then baby mm-hmm. third seared in a wrong direction Definitely, um that yeah. processing rate at a high level is is amazing to me yeah um i mean that's why again that's why i love the sport as yeah. well, right? It's it's different from everything else. Like it's not like uh, basketball or hockey or soccer or anything. It's like this is individual. It's problem right? solving. It's a problem thousand miles solving. An hour. It's, it's a it's a chess With match. With high risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High risk and high reward as well too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good feeling. You know what I mean? You put mm-hmm. in hard work, and uh, then obviously you get a good reward out of it. Amazing. So, well, uh, we are beyond excited to have you yeah, uh, as our definitely. main event for our next show i am too I am and too. before i let you go i gotta know because you sound like a canelo fan yeah as yeah, am i yeah, yeah. canelo bivol how do you think that's gonna go um bivol is uh he's tricky but i mean i think canelo saw a little bit of that similar style in that kovalev fight mm. so uh let's see like let's if if bivol's gonna fight backwards then I don't think he's gonna like he's gonna I think Canelo's gonna finish it in the later rounds like he's been doing mm. but uh, 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 yeah I think Canelo's got that one I think I'm, I'm super excited for that I love it's, the, it's a good fight I love it's the style fight, of those yeah. those athletes like and you know the Usek the yeah, Bivol yeah, yeah, the yeah, definitely, definitely definitely and then uh, Bivol isn't much bigger as well I think Canelo might even be bigger like, uh, I think, yeah, I think size wise, a bit t- yeah. taller, but yeah, 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 he's a bit taller, but I think Canelo's gonna be stronger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bivol's very, uh, he sticks to his game plan, he's very good at that, doesn't yeah. matter how the fight goes. But uh, Canelo is like, he's, he's just know, in another he's, league, he's, yeah, he's, he's on a different level right yeah. now. So. Wicked, uh, thank you so much for your time. Today. No problem, thank you, guys. To know you. thank you guys for having me. And uh, like I said, I'm excited for the upcoming show. and. Uh, Hopefully, there's no restrictions and no lockdowns no, happening no more. We're just going to um, put it out yeah, there. We're going to yeah. have a full house. It's going to be yeah, off the yeah. wall. No, it will be. Um, definitely. 
and we're gonna be excited to see a stoppage yeah, from you. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I'll be aiming for. Wicked. So. Empire Boxing Promotions next event is July 16th. Uh, stay tuned for more podcast episodes. Up next, we also got another uh, BC legend. Uh, we're gonna chat with Rhett Gibbons coming up and Benit Beasley. It was a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you guys. My pleasure. Thanks. We'll see you next time.